love you guys. As he said, I pray for you. Uh, think of you often. See your posts on Facebook and say prayers for you. I have a friend of mine today from West Virginia that moved to South Carolina. And when I posted on there, I had never met him. He came out of the church that I came out of, or preach out of, Kingsway Church in Ashland, Kentucky. And he had moved to the Ashland area, went to the church that I attend, and then him and his wife moved down here. And uh, so he is in Orangeburg, South Carolina, and uh, he's known as Santa Claus. If you look at him, you can tell. All right. So, and he's not shy. So if he, ha if he hasn't talked to you yet, he will. Just hang around. He'll get you. All right. But he is a care pastor at, at Embark Church in Orangeburg. And uh, so it's good to have Leon with me today. Amen. And visiting as well. Um, let's stand one more time. No, you've always stood. And I want to, I had them to put the Lord's Prayer, and I have a reason for this. How many remember when you went to school? This is what you said every morning. Some they might remember that, that you used to do that. So let's just do this together. Let's, let's just read the Lord's Prayer and say it, and then I'm going to pray, okay? Go ahead and put it up here on the screen for us. All right. Our Father, which art in heaven. How, go ahead now. You already do it, all right? How many, wait a minute. Stop, 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 stop. All right. I am in the south. This is Georgia. How many knows the Lord's Prayer? All right, here we go. We're going to do it. Ready? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us Well, Lord Jesus, now let's all, let's all put our hand on our chest and pray, Lord, help us to know the Lord's Prayer. I don't know where that one came from. I just asked for it, but, it didn't, it, but it's still okay, all right? Let me, let me pray over you. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we know you and we know all the things that you provide for us. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that we put our faith totally in you and not in anything else. And Lord, today... I am believing, as you spoke to me just a few days ago, that we are going to stir up our faith and that some needs that people have been going through that they haven't seen yet, that today is their day in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, me saying that, I am a full-time evangelist, and I also do some um, lawn care, uh, cut a few yards back home, and I was on my John Deere tractor, or John Deere mower the other day. Um, I can't remember what day exactly it was. I want to think and say it was Tuesday. And I had been preparing some things for this, as I always do, preaching at different churches each weekend. Because I, uh, here this week, um, I'll say, I think last week I was at a home church. We had our anniversary service. The week before that, I was in Pikeville, Kentucky. Next week, I will be in Muncie, Indiana. The next week, I will be in Huntington, West Virginia. From there, I cannot remember where I'll be. I have to check my calendar. But so each, each week and every day, I'm praying for the services getting ready to get up there. And I was riding that, that lawn, lawn tractor, and I was just kind of just listening to my music like I do, and I can't remember what even song that was on. And this stirred up in me. Now, when we hear people say, the Lord spoke to me, or I heard him spoke to me, or I felt him speak to me, or 
you know, whatever. Or sometimes people say, well, I've never had God speak to me. Why does he not speak to me? It's kind of like something inside you that you know, that you know, that you that was the Lord. Anybody ever felt that? And so I knew that I knew that I knew that that day, and I, I went home that evening and began to put this together, that I know that I know that I know that someone here today is going to get a miracle from God. Now, if I knew who it was, believe me, I would have been waiting at that back door and told you right away. But God has given us this great thing called faith that we need to direct our faith to receive what he promised to us, correct? We all have faith for many things. We have faith that when you got up this morning that your showers were going to work. We had faith that we turned the light on, it's going to work. We had faith today that people that are watching online, we're going, we have our Facebook Live and we have our phones that we're going to be able to watch it with or computer or TV, whatever they can. We, have, we put in faith all the time. We had faith today that when I left the Sims Hotel that my G, GMC truck was going to start, that it's going to get me there. I have faith today that Clint is going to feed me. As you know, I can tell I need that. I mean, I had faith. Leon asked me, he said, where do you stay? And I said, I stay at a house. I've been staying there for a long time. He said, do they supply meals? And I said, it's the bomb. So we have faith in many things. And so I wanted to start with that prayer. And you can find it in Matthew chapter 9 uh, or chapter 6, 9 through 13, and also in Luke 11, 2 and 4. But I want to look at this scripture in Hebrews chapter 1, uh, chapter 11, verse 1. Look at this. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So what we, when we talk about faith, we're talking about faith in Jesus. Faith is a confidence that we hope for. We're, we're hoping for something. We're hoping, we're, so we have to stir. Matter of fact, there's a scripture that Paul told Timothy, said, stir up your faith. Stir up your faith. And that's what I'm going to try my best to do to preach to you this morning and stir up your faith. In, in Hebrews, a little bit farther in 11, 6 says this, It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those, listen, he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Now, when I think about something about, it, about sincerely seeking him, I'm, I'm giving everything I have. I'm giving every, every ounce of energy, everything I can do. I mean, you think of, of sports, and we're getting ready to get into football season coming up. And those guys give every – they practice in this heat. They're out, and they're giving everything they have. They're doing everything they can do to, do, to be better. That's the way I feel like that when we're trying – we really need God to touch in a situation. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed healing in your body that you haven't got it? Have you need, been in a place where you've had marital issues in your family? Or your son or your daughter is at a place where it, you know they need God? Or your friend is unsaved and you know they need God? Or for whatever, there's many, many things that we can stretch, stretch our faith for. And I thought about this. I thought about... You know, what the, the scripture in, Matt, in Romans says this, Romans 10, 17, we 
quote it many times, and when faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. In this translation, it says, so faith comes from hearing that, hearing the good news about Christ, about Jesus. Your faith should always, always, always be pointed to Jesus. Now, as Clint said, I've been, been around here for 20-plus years coming and preaching, usually two times a year, sometimes more. And there's been every time that I've been here and all through the years that I've been coming here, I've prayed for many people here. And I know this too, that I've not only prayed for you, but you all are praying for me. You are a partnering church and, and giving and helping me do what I do on the road. And I appreciate that so much. The number one thing I want to see you as believers, church, listen to me, is to get what rightly belongs to you. To get what rightly belongs to you. And if you're here today and you never like, I've never heard that. What belongs to me? I'm just, I got saved and I, I'm just like, well, you know what? Healing belongs to us. Not only just salvation, healing does. But now, listen, how many know sometimes we got to make some changes in ourselves? Sometimes we rely all on God. He says, for those that diligently are, are constantly seeking after him, our faith. And, and it says there in that scripture, as we keep hearing that, as we keep hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, how many's heard for a long time, but you still haven't received? Come on, be honest. I mean, I'm looking for something. I want God to move. I need him to touch me in this area. I need him to touch my family. And so, so um, at our church, we have been, me and our pastor has been doing some Wednesday studies. We do a Facebook Live on, on Wednesday, and we've been doing something. And I was preaching at our church several weeks ago, and he had made a statement about uh, when we pray, and we pray one time, when we pray a prayer, we pray it just one time, and we use and title it one and done. Now, you all that, that are big Georgia fans in football, they have to stay in football for so long, for so many years. I think it's, they can't leave to go to the NFL until after their junior year, I think. They have to say two or three years, whatever. In basketball, we're from Kentucky. I'm from Kentucky, and we have what we call the one and dones. They play one year. And then they go to the, to the NBA, I mean, uh, NBA usually, or they go professionally. So we're thinking about one and done. And when I heard, first heard that, I'm thinking like, yeah, but there's examples in the Bible where Paul prayed three times and, and, and the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient for you. There was a place when uh, Jesus was praying when he's getting ready to go on the cross and he went and prayed and he went back to his disciples and he said, hey, he said, can't you even pray with me for one hour? And, and they were... You know, they were sleeping. It was night. I can't, how many of you ever prayed all night long? How many tried and fell asleep? All right. And so, so um, I've been there. And so when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about, about it. So we come up this scripture, and, uh, and I'm going to kind of go along that, that realm here just for a few moments. In uh, Matthew 21, 18, and I'm reading from New Living Translate. Look at this. In the morning as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry. And he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if, it, if there were any fig trees, but there were only leaves. And he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. 
Verse 20, the disciples were amazed when they saw it and asked, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? And look at this. Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. And you can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. Now, and it says in verse 22, and you can pray for anything if you have faith, you will receive it. Now, I've done a little bit of history in, in, in um, studying on this, and it's also found in Mark 11, uh, Mark 11 verses uh, 12 through 22 is another reference that Mark tells a story. And so when he's taking the fig tree, I've done a study, and basically when they would go into Jerusalem and they would travel on this road, basically they knew what was on this road because they went on it daily. It's just like you go to work, and when you go to work, you know what's on the road. We went to dinner last night and was on route, what route was we on? 21. And I was driving because we all wanted to ride in all together instead of having taken some vehicles. And, and so I was driving and, and Bucky said, man, this road's kind of like there's nothing on this road, is there? It's kind of like a boring road. He said, you ought to ride it in a motorcycle like I do. And so we were talking about that. But when you're on a road and, and you do it daily, daily, you know. So this picture, kind of picture this, that they're walking every day back and forth. They're going to Jerusalem. They come back by. And then Jesus comes by and he gets hungry. And he says, I'd like to have a fig. And he goes to the fig tree. There's no figs there. He just sees leaves. And then he looks at that fig tree and he says, I want a figs. And because you didn't produce figs, I just want you to, to, to shrivel up and I want you to die. And I said, well, that is not right. How many have ever went and had a favorite apple tree? Well, we're in Georgia. Peach tree. All right. And you knew every that when you knew when it was producing some fruit, you were going. I, I remember doing this a long time ago. I was cutting this lawn. Her, uh, she's on passed on now. Went to be with Jesus, and I cut her yard for several years. But she had three apple trees, and man, she wanted me to treat those apple trees, make sure I didn't run my mower across them. When my guy that works for me trimmed, make sure he don't trim too close. And she's always very adamant about her apple tree. And one year, it wasn't doing very well. And I told her, I said, Vivian, it's, your apple tree is not very well. Well, what's wrong with it? And she wanted to first blame me. Did you run into it? No, ma'am, I did not. Did your guy run with his, with his weed eater and go around? No, ma'am, he did not. And so, so, and so, I, so I just kind of like took it on myself and said, I'm just going to pray for this. Remember this scripture? And I'm going to say, produce some apples. Guess what? I prayed that prayer, and there was no apples. I'm thinking like, well, what's wrong with me? Am I not a man of faith? How come there's no apples there? Then I really got serious the second time and said, Lord, I need some apples for me and the deer I'm going to feed. Because she would let me take them and put them in five-gallon buckets and feed the deer that I was going to get for some supper. And so this, this you know, it went on that way, and then eventually she, she passed away, and, and I still cut the yard next door, and I see them all the time, and he cut the trees down. And I'm thinking sometimes, like, why don't we always just, you know, we, we, we hear stories about fig trees, and we, we can apply that to, like I could, with an apple tree. And I tried to say, Lord, why didn't it work? And when people, sometimes they will come to you that are unsaved and don't have faith in Jesus, well, you prayed that prayer, why didn't you work? Why didn't it work? 
How come it never happened the way that you said? And so, there, so the one thing, if you'll read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the one thing that Jesus always done to his disciples, he would tell them, ye have little faith. Where's your faith? And they, then Jesus would do something, and the disciples said, hey, we want to do that. How come it didn't work for us? And he would say, because your faith. And so I kind of began to think about these things, and I, and I had some thoughts and I'm going to get, get through them real quick. In Matthew 21, it talks about, in verse 21, it says, you have faith. That is faith in God, faith in his power, listen, which reaches to all things. Everybody say all things. No matter what you're going through, Jesus cares for what you're going through. No matter what you're faced with, he cares for what you're, what's happening in your life. No matter what's going on. See, the object of faith is expressed by the way that we exhort and, his, and how our exhortation to him that we, will, that, that we say, Lord, you are able to perform anything in my life whatsoever I desire. Lord, I have so much faith that whatever you tell me I can have, that's going to belong to me. I mean, how many, if, if, I, if I put a $100 bill up here on this platform right now, and I said, whoever comes and gets this can have it, who would come up and get it? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 people that would, 14, rest of your liars. <laughs> because, I mean, if I said it's yours, all you got to do is come and get it. Sometimes we as Christians think, well, I can't do that. I'm not a disciple. I'm not. But listen, you have a benefit as a child of God that what rightly belongs to you, you can have. All right? And so me and our, our pastor has been doing this teaching on Wednesdays and about one and done, and we've had many different thoughts, many different scriptures, and many different ways. And at first, when I first heard it, I thought, wow, one and done, like, like playing one scripture, what do I do after then? And so we kind of had some points, and, and so I believe that the, the first thing you got to do is once you pray that prayer is, you got to start thanking God for it. Lord, I'm thanking you for this answer. I'm thanking you. And the other level is we need to praise, and we just went through some praise and worship. Listen, it doesn't matter what song we sing. It doesn't matter who's singing it. There's been times, some of my greatest times of hearing from God is when I've been alone with myself, I've had my praise and worship on, and there's been times when I've been on my riding lawnmower and I'm singing myself, which is not good. But I've had a great time. So Jesus is walking, and, he, and he's walking along here, and these disciples were with him, and he looks at him, and he says, I want a fig, and he goes to, the, to pull it off, and there's no, nothing there, and he looks and says, I want figs, and he, he, and he curses that tree, and the, the, it dies immediately. And the disciples are just like, wow, that's, I mean, I can't believe it died just like that. We don't need to doubt either of power or the will of God to do for you that anything you desire, listen to me, anything that you desire, and this kind of faith would, would, would not admit even the least amount of doubting. How many knows when Jesus prayed that prayer, he knew what was going to happen? 
When you pray your prayer, do you really know and believe what's going to happen? I mean, is your faith that strong that I believe it's going to happen? I know that it's going to happen. I know that it's going to, and, and sometimes we go through things, and then there's other scriptures in Daniel, when Daniel prayed, and for 21 days, that talks about the, that they were fighting against the demons and things of this world, and so there's all kinds of examples. But the most of the examples that he gives us is, when we pray, if you have faith and believe, you will have it, right? But have there been times in my life that I may doubt? Absolutely. There's been times, well, Lord, it hasn't happened yet. And so I want to encourage you that you can pray for anything. And not only miracles, but any other thing which may be for the honor of God. Listen to me. The spreading of the gospel, the enlargement of the kingdom of God, uh, of Jesus Christ, and, and their own spiritual, our own spiritual good and our own welfare, welfare of our souls. When we pray for something, it's got to line up with those things. All right? So when I thought about that, it belongs to us as a Christian because, listen, he's given us his covenant. He's given us his word. He's given us his promise. He's given us that we are going to take what he says and we are giving him glory for what he says we can have. All right, now hang with me. I got some real good stuff to close this out. If you put your faith in the hands of the Lord, your worst day can be the catalyst for your best day. How many has been going through a bad day and not once your faith rises up and it's a good day? Listen to this. He will make something great and awesome out of it. Some of my best devotional times and revelations have come when I'm not saying anything and the voice of the Holy Spirit isn't saying anything. I'm just sitting there thinking about it. Why? Because I don't have, listen to me, I don't have to feel his presence to know he's there. Why? Because he told me he was there. That's shouting ground for somebody here. We all talk, well, I got to feel it. We're an emotional type being. I got to feel it. But see, when you don't feel it, when you don't feel it, you don't need faith. Or the way, listen to this, one way or other, God is going to be true because you know, Lord, I don't have to feel it because your word says you're here. Did he not say, I'm with you? Always. No matter where you go, I'm with you. When I leave tomorrow morning and drive my drive hours home, I'm going to say this prayer from my truck, and I'm going to say, Lord, thank you for being with me. Thank you for blessing me at Believer's Church. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And I'm going to say, I'm praying that you're giving me favor as I'm going home, and he's never failed me. Now, am I saying sometimes when I get stuck in traffic, I don't get frustrated? Do you all? You all just sat there and say, oh, you're all real spiritual. Oh, I bless God. I thank God I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> I don't. Come on, get out of the way. Or we horn cuss. Some people run down, roll down the wind and get out of my way. 
Listen to this one. God always has a good opinion of you. He always has a good opinion of you. Sometimes we let things around our life where other things, what people say, and we let it affect us. You have faith for the times you don't feel it. God, listen, God's desire for you is to know, see, hear, and feel him beyond anything you can imagine. That's what he was telling those disciples. He's saying, anything you want, anything you desire, he was desiring a fig. And the disciples were just amazed, like, man, that, that gone, that, I'm just saying that way we'd say, that, that, Tree died, Jack. Now, Jack's not a disciple, so don't go and tell somebody that Jack was a disciple. I believe that God is going to show up and show out in your life, not only to take you to your destiny, but to prove to the people around you that the Lord is on your side. I believe this morning is going to be a time for you. Now, I told you, if, if I knew exactly that someone, that, that who it was that was coming, I would have met you at the door. I don't know. There's been times when I've been in services and someone has, the Holy Spirit just touches them and they just have a time. And, and sometimes some, I feel like some people say, well, well, I wish they would go on. I wish they would go on. What if it was you in their case? What if it was you that was praying for something and needed someone to stand with them and agree with them and say, let's get what you have. Let's get what belongs to you. And maybe you would feel differently, wouldn't we? Life may have thrown you some curves. I wrote this down last night. You don't see anything good up ahead. But this is when you have to dig down deep and say, no, I am not going to live discouraged. I'm going to live focused on what's wrong. And focus, listen, I'm not going to focus on what's wrong. I'm going to stir my faith. I'm going to live this day expecting God's favor. I pray that today you're expecting God's favor in your situation. You're expecting his favor as they, as they get ready to come to the instruments. I want you to listen to this, 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 this last quote, and I'm going to close out. You have the ability to go to places you've never gone. You have the ability to overcome challenges that seem too big. You have the ability, but here's the key. Listen to me. You have to awaken your great faith. You have to stir up, listen, stir up what God's put inside you. You have to stir it up. That's what Jesus told us, whatever you say, you can have. Whatever you, when you pray it, it belongs to you. Everyone stand with me. No one looking around. They have the lights off a little bit. If you want to close your eyes, that's fine. But is there anyone here to sound in my voice as kidding? Number one, I do not know Jesus as my Savior. And I need to know him. If that's you, would you lift up your hand? That's me. Anyone at all. 
anyone at all. Now this 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 is kind of a uh, message to the church. <laughs> 